Open your Bible to the book of Matthew. We're going to go to uh, chapter 17. We're going to read verses 21 and 22. I am so excited about what this new year has for us. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, if we were to go on the timeline of this story, if we were to look uh, um, at, at what Jesus was talking about, this is talking about, this is in reference to that demon-possessed boy that they encountered on one of their journey, uh, journeys. I want to go back and I want to look at this story, and this is very, very important. And I'll read through this quickly. Again, in reference to this demon-possessed boy that the disciples were unable to help. Okay, Matthew 17, 14 through 19. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation... That's Jesus kicking a few tables there. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Saying, how long can you see these miracles and you see me talking about our Father in heaven until you get it? He's getting a little frustrated. Can't you see? Verse 18 reads, Jesus rebuked the demon and it come out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? Now, this is helpful to us. Why is it helpful to us? Because, well, the disciples walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, saw the miracles, but they were still unable at the time, or in this instance, they were still unable to do the miracles that had been promised to them. But it also shows us that we have authority over Satan, but we must exercise our faith. Now, it's easy for us to see the disciples and watch the, the chosen and, uh, and read about all of these incredible stories in Scripture. Uh, I imagine that it's another thing walking side by side with Jesus, okay? I've lived my, you know, in those shoes, I've lived my entire life uh, as this person, as Matthew, as Mark, as, you know, I've lived my entire life, but then along comes a person, and then he claims to be God, and he's making these miracles happen. Wow, this is neat, but has it really set in yet? Has it really set in yet? So we must, we must, we must exercise our faith. We must speak things into existence. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But as we dive into miracles and as, I, as, I, as we dive into what's going to happen in 2023, I have to share a couple of things about our faith, about receiving healing, about receiving miracles, because two things has to happen. One, God has to give you that gift. He has to perform that miracle, but it's mute if it isn't received. We'll dive into that later. And, and speaking of miracles, you've heard me a few times talk about my travels through Kenya and Mbali and, and different, different parts throughout Africa and uh, India and things like that. But, uh, and, and you've heard me talk about uh, seeing this little blind girl, completely blind, 
that's not old enough to make up stories get healed, completely healed, and has, and has perfect vision. And then we hear about deaf people being able to hear. I've shared with you in the past my driver that I named my son after. My driver was bent over and he couldn't stand up his entire life because his intestines were all tied up. And the miracles that happen that cause him to not only be able to walk upright again, but dedicate his life to help missionaries when they come to serve and do the Lord's work in that country. You hear these things. I've shared these things with you. And it's really easy to say, uh, and, 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 and people ask me, why do doesn't happen, why doesn't it happen here in the States that much? Why don't we hear about so many, as many miracles there? You hear these stories in Africa and India, and you hear all of these really incredible things, and you think, well, why not us? Well, it does, or it can. First off, people advertise things a lot more that happen in Africa because we don't, wanna, we don't want people to forget about developing countries. But it's about faith and expectations. And I want to ask you this question, and, and as I do, I'd like for Oscar to begin coming up and, and to share a testimony. Today is about faith and expectations. 2023 is going to be about faith and expectations. What does that mean? I hope I'm not reading someone's mail here when I say some people aren't ready to be healed. Some people are so comfortable feeling bad or hurting that they don't know how they would react if there was a miracle that happened. So yes, please God heal me. But do we, really, do we really put our minds in that? Do we really put stake in that? Do you really want to be healed? The obvious answer is, of course I want to be healed, but seek deep into your mind. If you want to be healed, you exercise that faith. You exercise that faith and you start speaking that into your life. I will be healed. 2023 is the year for my complete healing. Say it. If you don't believe it, say it until you start believing it. Say it every morning when you wake up. It's not talking or being positive. It's speaking God's promise into your life. And you don't have to be bent over broken. You don't have to have this traumatic cancer incident. You don't have to have this. If there's anything in your life that you believe for, and, it is in, and if it's in the will of God, which God's will is for us to have full lives, then we speak it and we believe it. And the amount of healing that comes is going to be equivalent to the amount of faith that you have. Now there's a lesson there that we're not going to go in today because we, we look at James. James had issues. James wasn't healed. But that's a time for another story. That's a story for another day. But what I want to drill into your heads today is 2023. I have seen God's promise that there is going to be miraculous things happening in Cork Methodist Church. And I don't say it just to get you excited. I say it because I believe it. And I have that faith. And when I wake up in the morning, and when I wake up and when I'm brushing my teeth or Combing my hair, I say this year is going to be an incredible year. Not to positive speak myself, but to confess that I believe what God has promised for me. But you have to, have to, have to exercise your faith. This is hard for me to say because I don't mean it how it's going to come out. But sometimes when I hear this phrase, I think that we're just copping out a little bit. 
even though Scripture says God's will be done, I think sometimes when we, when we confess God's will be done in our prayers, we're not giving God enough credit because God's will is not for us to sit in misery. God's will is for us to live a healed and miraculous life. Can I get an amen? amen. Oscar, please join me. Oscar is going to share a testimony uh, of healing, something that he shared with me a couple of weeks ago, and I said the church needs to hear it, and then we're going to continue. You guys remember Oscar, right? You guys love Oscar, right? <laughs> God bless you. Thank God you. God bless everybody. Well, I'm just going to stand here because um, I've been praying since Pastor Jay Tom asked me uh, about that testimony that I shared with him. And he said, Oscar, you have to bring that to the church. So when he told me that, I started praying with my wife and pray and pray because I don't want to be here just to be here. I want to be here for you to get that message to your heart because I believe part of what I'm going to say, Pastor just said it, that we need not only faith, and God told me to mention this to the whole church and wherever I go, that these years, we're going to be using a lot, a lot, prayers, fasting, faith, and persevere. This is the word that God gave me. And I believe we're going to practice that because we will need it. We're going to have a tough year. That's God's revelation told me. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to be negative, but... I just was throwing what God told me to do, and I will do it. So this is a, a testimony that when I moved in the area, which it was about pretty close to three years, and the first thing that I met was a lady that was coming, approaching to the house that we were uh, negotiating, and he said, she said to me, Oh, you and your neighbor, you, you, you're going to be living with us, I guess, I hope. We're going to be living with you guys, you know, and on a peaceful way. And he said, oh, I'm glad you say that. And at that time, a guy was working inside the house before we move in, and he forgot a tool. And he said, Oscar, um, I can't finish, I can't even start it because I, I'm missing a tool. And then I said, well, let's go to Lewis, we buy it. I mean, uh, we use it, if you don't keep it, I keep it. So I was going that way when that lady approached to me and then we introduced and then I asked her, by any chance you may have a tool like this that he needed? And then he said, well, I don't know you, but I will let you use my tool. They are expensive. I don't, I don't let anybody use it, but I will. Come and get on my car. We're going to go home. We're going to bring it on. And the guy is working for you. He could use it. And that's why we did it. But on the way from my house to her house, we established a really lovely conversation about Christ. And she was just was listening. I mean, I could see her eyes going like that. I mean, like, like wow, I never heard that. But that was God 
purpose. So, um, that was the beginning of that testimony that I'm bringing this morning because about a week, maybe less than two weeks later, she came over and I was cleaning the gutter in the backside of the house and she asked my wife where Oscar was. Well, she didn't know my name. Where is your husband? And he's back there. He's uh, cleaning the gutter. So she went back there. I could see it. I mean, she can't even talk to me, but I could see it. her eyes was bright, like trying to cry. So I got down because I want to pay attention to what she was doing. And I, when I got down, I said, what's wrong with you? You look sad. And then I said, you know, God sent me over here. I said, God sent you over here. What I could be helpful for you in the name of Jesus. And then she said, I'm afraid to die. I said, why you say that? Well, I'm coming here for you guys to pray for me because I'm afraid to die. And then, it just, and then I said, why you say that? Because next week I'm gonna have a, a really serious open heart surgery. And I'm scared. Uh, I, I mean, time going by and every day I feel more, you know, I feel more scary. And then I said, well, we're going to pray for you, but we, first of all, we have to minister. And then we start talking about, the pastor said, about the faith. My wife and me, we start talking to her. I mean, God gave me, I mean, I was in the backyard working. But God gave me some scriptures, and I said, wow, fluently. And then we start talking about faith. And we, we mentioned, I remember about three or four passages about the faith. And she started crying. And then I said, do you believe what I just said? And then she said, yes. Okay. Now we could pray. Now you know. Because if you have no faith, I could be praying for you all year round. Anybody could be praying all year round. And nothing going to happen. And this is the, like this message was here. Faith is really, really important for anything Related with God. As a matter of fact, the word said, if you have no faith, you won't, you won't see the glory of God. Amen. So, we start minister, and then we pray. And with the prayer, I start feeling the Holy Spirit. I feel it. She felt. My wife felt. I mean, we all three were shaking. And she started crying and crying and, and humbly. And... I said, God, thank you. And myself, I said, God, thank you because you're doing the work. I just, you're just using me. But you're the one that deserves all the glory. Amen? So, after we stopped praying, she said, you know, I feel warm all, all from, from top to bottom. I said, I know. Because I had that so many times, I had that feeling. That's when the Holy Spirit is working on you. I said, well, 
I feel like, I feel like uh, something heavy, it come off me. I know. I'm going to tell you something I said. I never, never, ever said to anybody. I mean, we've been praying for so many people. I could write a book. But I never said to anybody, you cure. But this time, God said, tell her that she's cured. And then I told her, it's the first time ever I'm going to open my mouth because the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is delivering me that word for you. You cure. And then she started crying and crying. You're telling me the truth. I said, I'm I, I, I just telling you what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. And then I, I said, no wonder I feel so light now. I know because you've been cured. I've repeated three or four times. I know because you've been cured. And from here to your house, just think that you're cured. Don't think that you're sick. Don't think that you're going to have an operation. Don't think nothing. You just say, thanks, God, because you've been working in my body. And that's what we have to say when we feel that healing in our body. We have to say thanks. I mean, we can ignore what God is doing in our life, on our daily life. I mean, every day is a miracle. We open your eyes, it's a miracle right there. And you have to say, thanks God for this new day that you let me live, even if I don't deserve it, but you have the privilege to give me another day. So she went home and Four days after, she went to the hospital. But the, before she left home, to going to the hospital, she called me. I said, Oscar, keep me in prayer because I'm going to the hospital today. They're going to have the surgery. And then I remember, remember, you cure. God told you, you cure. But go, be obedient. God, it will reflect you, the glory on you in the hospital. So she went, and they put anesthesia, but then the doctor, for some reason, said, you know, this open heart surgery is very serious, and we have to reconfirm that the surgery, it has to be done. So they went, they took another scanner, x-ray, and doctor was shot. He almost dissipated himself. He said, you know what? You don't need to be here. <laughs> oh, God. You don't need to be here. You cure. You cure. And then right away, she wrote me a message. He said, Oscar, say, Italia and you, that God answered your prayer. Amen. They sent me home. Cure. Uh, on the way back, she stopped by my house and hold and say, whoa, whoa. I said, first of all, it's God. God use you, use the pastor, anybody. God ha don't ask permission to anybody to use you. Oh, we have to be obedient. And remember, this is, this is this, the, testi the testimony. It's, it's really helpful to me because I know 
It happened. I didn't hear it. I didn't watch it. It happened in my real life. And I saw it. The lady, I, I told her to come over, but she had some, something out of stage. I think she had to go to Ocala somewhere. But one of these days, I'm going to bring it over, and she will testimony. Amen. You know, personal. And she's alive. She's running better than me. <laughs> I run a blog, and then I got, and she keep running. Come on, Oscar, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Thank Praise you, Oscar. Praise the Lord. Praise the God Lord. Bless God bless you. Thank you for sharing. So what the devil does, the enemy, the devil, whoever, whatever you want to call him, what he does is he goes, well, medicines works great. You ever have something in your life happen that almost feels miraculous? You ever have something, a, a healing that goes in your body, something you may not can explain, and wow, glory to God in the moment. That, but then the more you think about it, you know, the enemy creeps in and goes, well, I guess I was really on the way to healing anyway. Miracles happen. Miracles happen right now. But it's important extremely important to exercise your faith as we go in to 2023 I want us to exercise our faith and the reason I'm hitting this so stinking hard is because we can be so comfortable praying to God and having an expectation of some kind of healing but maybe not really believing it believe this year 2023 is going to be the year of miracles for Cork Church amen so what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to read into uh, I'm not going to read into the book of the Daniel like I was going to Daniel. Uh, I wanted to talk about Daniel's fast um, and share that story with you. That will be for another time. That'll actually be for another month because we're going to do some things. Um, we're going to do some things these next three weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to preach a series leading up to this film. Uh, but what I want to encourage you to do, and I want to give you the nutshell of this, when you read into the book of Daniel. You can read in chapter 1, you can read in chapter 10, but when you read into the book of Daniel, you read, uh, you, uh, you read something greater than the stories that are told and that we've heard. So Daniel has Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They were thrown into the fire, but they didn't burn up. As a matter of fact, there was a fourth person in there with them. And then you read about the lion that was going to consume Daniel, but he could not open his mouth. Well, there's a reason for this, and it's because he exercised his faith. We'll get to this another time, but in two instances, Daniel decided to make that sacrifice and to fast. He did it with Nebuchadnezzar. He did it with the next king. The, uh, in chapter 10, he actually fasted for 21 days. And what I was hoping to get to today and to encourage you to do today is let's start to put our actions where we want our thoughts to be. So, the, so Daniel's fast was more like a vegetarian diet, vegetarian, vegan. And he said he did not want to take on any pleasures at all. He was going to give this time to the Lord and make that sacrifice. He fasted the meats and the, and the, and the, the items that you and I would call luxury items. He fasted that. 
What I want to try, what I want to try to encourage you to do, if you want a healing this year, if you want something happen, and I don't mean just a physical healing, but I'm very much including that because that will happen. If you want someone in your family to be saved, if you want, uh, if you want your relationship with your children's to go strong, to be stronger, to be stronger than it's ever been, I want to encourage you to go home today and pray about fasting for the next 21 days. And I'm not telling you to go fast like Daniel did, but what Daniel did do was he picked things and he said, I will not partake of these things for 21 days. I make this sacrifice for you, Lord. So it could be video games. It could be Cokes. It could be any one thing or any group of things. But if you believe anything that I'm saying today and you want a healing in your life, start with that action and say, Lord, I'm going to give these next 21 days to you and I'm going to give this up for 21 days. Now, interestingly enough, if you look at science, science will tell you how long does it take to build a habit? 21 days. There's a connection there and I want to get into that another time. But... As we close, and let me scroll down to the bottom of the notes. As we close, I want to invite uh, Phyllis, if you could come up and play something. And praise team, you're welcome to come up. I want to say that Daniel showed his faith to God by following the law given to Moses. Because of this, God gave Daniel incredible gifts. God gave Daniel visions. God performed miracles. God even in chapter 10, you'll read, God even sit down an angel, uh, sent down an angel to meet and talk with Daniel. God moves when we take action. And Phyllis, if you could play something, speaking of action, I want to share a quick story about this weekend, this Wednesday, that this man with a beard took part of. So we're at the food bank. Actually, it started at the Thanksgiving turkey uh, giveaway, the concert that we did. And there was a lady that said, uh, hey, there's a couple on my street, 70 years old, in their 70s rather. And they're, they're very proud. They're very prideful. They will never ask for help. But I, in fact, know that they need help. I notice you have a food bank. They've never been here before. I notice you have a food bank. Is there anything that you could do to help this couple? Now, we get a lot of requests. We get them very regularly. And sometimes I feel like it's not the time to take action, and other times I do. So I called Linda, and I said, Linda, there's a couple that doesn't have enough money to put gas in their car to even come down and get help. Will you be willing to make a sacrifice of your time? Can I give you two boxes of food and you make that delivery Wednesday? She said, sure. And I'm sure she said frog somewhere, too. Those of you who know what frog means. So I had planned to do that. So I even reminded her Wednesday now that Wednesday's come around. Hey, don't forget, we have an engagement today. We're going to go meet this couple. And somewhere towards the end of the, that morning when we're giving away food, I said, I need to ask Pastor Bob. And I didn't even ask Linda to not go. I said, Pastor Bob, I feel like you need to go. So Bob gets these two boxes of groceries. I give him directions and off he goes. <laughs> 
for whatever reason, his directions send him on the opposite side of town. And for whatever reason, he needs to air up his tire. And for whatever reason, there's a man in a car that walks out to help Bob because in all in Bob's wisdom and glory, he doesn't know how to air up a tire. <laughs> this man gets out of his car, he helps him. He doesn't say anything, he just he offers to help him, he helps him, he gets air in his tire. Bob feels it in his heart to give him 20 bucks for helping out. This man, a uh, uh, black fella, I don't know his age, but he's aged enough to have a good, firm, gray mustache. He, uh, he says, thank you, and he's very appreciative. And at that point, he reveals that him and his dog, a little chihuahua mix, is homeless, and he's living out of his car. And Bob, I'm sure, spent some time with him and prayed with him, but Bob said, hey, there's a, a funny-looking fellow that uh, pastors a church and uh, over there. No, he said, he sent Bob to me. Uh, he sent, I'm sorry, Michael is this black man's name. He sent Michael to me, and Michael came. I don't know of any of this stuff that happened. I just see uh, um, uh, an older black fella coming up and needs some food. He said, uh, he said, hey, this guy with a beard came and said, uh, you might have some food for me. Food bank was closed, but we, uh, I called Bill. We opened the door, and we got him a, a box of food. We got him some meats. I asked him, how is he going to cook the meats? He said, he'll take it to his friend's house. This man never really asked for anything, and we had to pry to figure out that he was homeless. But from Bob going the wrong way and not filling up his car tire sooner, but being obedient to God when God said, give this man 20 bucks. Remember, he didn't ask for this. This man came out and helped out of the kind of his heart, out of his heart. That set forward a series of events that enabled us to not just put some money in his pocket, which you know if you, uh, if you support people, if you help people in need, you never give them money unless God tells you to. Then he came here, he got these boxes of food, and he wept and he cried and we sat and we talked about God. And I don't know if he has accepted Jesus for the first time or not, but we said the sinner's prayer together. And I don't know where he is now, except he promised to come visit us one day. But from these series of events that ultimately led to Pastor Bob making a decision that we're going to have an action and he's going to have faith that this gift is not going to return void, I strongly believe that we changed this man's life. He said that no one has ever been so kind to him in his entire life. And he said it as tears are rolling down his face. I've helped addicts and, and other people for the last 10 years, and I can tell when someone's trying to pull one over on me. This man had tears dripping from his jaw. And no one has shown him the love of Christ like we did. And that was because Bob was obedient. So if you want 23 to be anything like this for you, it, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how little, even if you say, you know, I've got a pretty good life. I think I'm all right. Even if you say that, I guarantee you with every fiber in my being that whatever life you think you have now can be infinitely better when we're walking in lockstep with God. Amen. Amen. If you want that in your life, 
If you want that in 2023, I would like to invite you to the altar and come pray. Give yourself to God for this year. And if you're not comfortable coming to the altar, do it right there in your seats. But we're going to pray together. And we're going to do this closing song. And I want to encourage you to exercise that faith. Stand out in faith. 23 is going to be the best year of your life if you let it happen. I was sitting at home going through a bunch of paperwork that I don't go through often, and I saw that just a year ago, there was a check to me from Clark Methodist Church that was given to me for speaking. Before I even knew I was to be the pastor of this church, I was a guest speaker, and they gave me a check for $100, and for whatever reason, that stayed in my book, and I didn't find it until a few weeks ago, and it made me think. The church gave me a blessing, but it was completely useless unless I cashed that check. God is wanting to heal you and to restore you, but what God wants to do for you, you have to receive. You have to cash that check that was written in blood for you. If you want that, come to the altar as we close. And if you're not quite there yet, say a prayer right where you are. But if you want 23 to bring miracles beyond your understanding, bring that to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, as we are at the altar, as we are at the altar of our hearts, Lord, I ask that you release these miracles unto us, that you release the pain the shoulder pain, the heart pain, the back pain. Lord, you are beyond death. And you've brought us back from the dead many times. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we seek this for us in 2023. In Jesus' name we claim that this will be an incredible year.